Spiral dial. Sci-fi with a soundscape. She felt a great sense of dread. Nothing good had ever come from a highly polished shoe. Her army days had taught her that. The idea that polishing one's boots was a priority in a war zone had never sat well with her. The shoe lifted and placed itself between her handcuffed wrists. Well, Paul, won't you? She lifted her gaze. Archie stood above her. He was clad in a smart black suit and black t-shirt. He looked aggressively clean, a sharp contrast to her bedraggled attire. Finn sat purring on his right shoulder. Come on, darling. I haven't got all day. I'll give you a hand, but Finn has been quite starved of affection during our voyage. He continued to stroke the purring cat who nuzzled at his ear. Jessica pursed her lips and pulled, dragging herself over the edge into a panting heap. Get to moving. Michael and Aunt aren't far behind me. Help me up, she said. Never you mind about them, Archie said. They won't give you any trouble now. For the first time, she saw that the entrance to the ladder had a cover. Archie flipped it over with one foot and bolted it shut. There. He extended his hand to her and helped her off the floor before retracting it, shaking it out as if it had been contaminated. Sorry, darling, but you do rather pong. I think a wash is in order. Follow me. Any chance of uncuffing me? He walked away from her. Come along, we'll sort that out later. She looked around her. The familiar green and purple velvet decor surrounded her. No sounds ascended from the hatch. It seemed safe enough, but something felt wrong. She couldn't quite put her finger on it, though. She followed Archie and eventually emerged into a long, winding corridor. A wave of fresh air hit her. The sea. She had not realised how oppressive the air had been below ground. She took a deep breath, savouring the taste of the salt on her tongue. It was almost as good as a drink. A drink? When, when had she last eaten? She started to feel decidedly peckish. Was it possible that everything had returned to normal? She supposed it was, and yet the ship felt eerily empty. The sea extended in every direction, a faceless blue mass with no hint of land on the horizon. She felt very far from home. Archie opened her room and seated himself on her bed. Everything remained unchanged. The desk with its strong scent of beer. The bedspread neatly folded. The four-poster bed with its intricate spiral arms. The wardrobe. She shuddered to remember the horrors which had emanated from the wardrobe. Have a wash and then we'll talk. How am I meant to wash with these on? I'm sure you'll work it out, darling. I simply don't have access to the key right now. But don't worry, I'll explain everything after you've dealt with the smell.
It was surprisingly difficult showering with her hands cuffed together. The sensation of the warm water on her skin more than made up for it. She was luxuriating in the strong jet of water, telling herself that it had all just been a bad dream, when a tingling sensation in her neck brought her back to reality. Sister, do not trust the boy. He does not have our best interests at heart. He is one of the dust people. Don't be silly, Pyro. He's been helping us. Shh! Helping us? How is he helping us? You are still bound. Jessica pushed against her bonds. No matter how hard she tried, they would not budge. I don't think he has a key, Pyro. Don't worry, I'm sure he'll tell us what's happening. Do you really think we can trust him? Jessica considered this. Archie's number one priority was very much himself, but she didn't see any advantage for him whatsoever in doing her down now. Ant and Michael were a much bigger danger to him than her. And as for the captain, it was quite clear that he was terrified of them. She wasn't sure she could trust Archie, but she felt she could most definitely rely on him. Pyrope sighed. I see it is hopeless, sister. I can release your bonds, but it will come at a cost. What cost? They will know, then, that I am here. They must not find out that I have come up with you. Then we are truly lost. What do you mean, they? Shh! He will hear you. Get a move on, Jessica, Archie said. Places to be, you know. Come in she said, hastily drying herself. I'm sure that he will release me, Pyrope, if he can. She took a seat on the bed. It felt so much better to be clean. Finn jumped over onto her lap, purring his approval. You really do clean up rather well, Archie said. As do you, Jessica said. Now tell me, what on earth is going on? Where is Morven? Where are all of the passengers? I will take you to them now, Archie said. Some of them need medical attention. They would appreciate your help. Of course, Jessica held out her hands. Release me and I'll get started at once. He stood and led the way out of the room and down the corridor, all the way to the medical centre. It felt calming to be performing such a familiar routine action. The clinic was exactly as she had left it, spotlessly clean, no trace of any patients, just the way she liked it. Archie gestured for her to take a seat in the chair. Give me just a few seconds and I'll sort these handcuffs out for you. He turned and walked towards the wall beside the bed. Too late she realised what he was doing. She felt her hands drawn apart by an inexorable force, pulling them towards the arms of the chair. She was trapped, all four limbs immobilized, and no matter how she pushed and pulled, she could not escape. The bonds only drew her tighter. I told you so, sister! Pyrope's whisper cut through her, but she dared not reply. Archie walked over and looked down into her eyes. Now, 
We can talk, he said.